Hello and welcome to another episode of Downtown Manam, the podcast. I am your co-host, Dustin Dubuque, with my glorious co-host, Becca Schoenborn. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm splendid, as Great. always. Now that you've got some coffee in you, you've got the jitters and your hands are shaking, I think we're ready for <laughs> another much. fine episode of our glorious podcast. I did too much. <laughs> did you overdo it? Is yes. that is it, So now we're, now we're ready? Do you feel yeah. good? I sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay. I'm regretting the amount of caffeine I consumed prior to doing this. I oh, okay. Still, but it's okay. So our guest is going to be thrilled with all what's going to happen. I'm excited for this. If I can't like get through a sentence, that's why. I'm like my brain is racing so much faster than I can. Do, talk do you, do you need a warm up question? Like, should I be like, well, how's everything at the co-op going? <laughs> no, I'm good. You're good. We'll just go right into it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're here with our splendid guest, Dave Beck. Who is probably the coolest thing going on right now? Whoa. Is the, oh the creator of <laughs> no a future uh, future board game called Distilled, which is spectacularly awesome. And me, Beck, and I have been waiting to get Dave on here for a few months because we've been wanting to know everything about how this happened. So, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing wonderful. It's too early to have a drink. Uh, uh, I guess I could have put something in my coffee, like an Irish coffee, but. Uh I'm doing well, yeah. regardless. I also am overly caffeinated. <laughs> so, I mean, just based off the, 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 the what I said, the name of the game was just distilled. I mean, I'm assuming having a drink whenever you're talking about the game is like kind of the best. It the is. Perk. It is. It's one of those things where uh, whether it's interviews on podcasts or or even playing the game, play testing the game, usually it happens at evening in the evening. So I have this excuse of being able to always have a drink with me, too. You have like a Pavlov response to it. Now. <laughs> yeah. You kind talk of. about that's, game, you're like, I need a drink. That's <laughs> probably why when you said it, uh, without even saying anything, I was like, uh, drink, drink, drink. I need to put drink in this. I, I promise everybody I do not have a problem. I promise. It's all part of my research. <laughs> yeah, it's very important research, okay? You've got, I know everybody. Everybody that know Dave knows Dave is already just so jealous that his research right. involves how many scotches can I drink. <laughs> that's right. That's and that, still play the game. That's still, totally right. Like it was. It was a number of years ago when I realized that um, if I die, so I'm a professor at University of Wisconsin Stout as well, and I I teach game design um, when I'm not administering, which I'm doing mostly these days. But in game design, that's always the joke. Is that my research is playing games That's and so um it's uh obviously lots of other things too but um it's a it's an awesome part of the job is to be able to whether it's video games or board games and then how those contribute to making games and now i realized with the latest game why don't i combine two things i love playing board games and drinking whiskey which is what how this all came came about That's awesome. so so this so as we get into understanding what this game is is this was this like the first game that you've went all in on creating like this? I mean, obviously, again, we're going to get into how big this has kind of gotten. Um, but uh, so is this what you've always wanted to do, a board game? Or were you like going in for, or did you were just kind of, where were you floating around a little bit trying to see what you like? Oh, that's uh, actually a really good question, Dustin. So um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, probably about 10 years ago, uh, if you had said to me, Hey, Dave, let's play a board game. I would have laughed at you like, uh, no, that's something I did when I was a kid. I'm not really that <laughs> interested in that. Um, uh, I was doing all video games, right? So I was, I was teaching game design from a video game perspective, making video games as well with my students on my own. Uh, and it's always this way. It's always my, my wife, my partner, Emily, uh, she decided to get me a board game. I, th I don't know if it was for my birthday or what. A modern strategy board game, which for those listeners out there, we're not talking about Monopoly or Sorry or 
guess who or anything like that. There's an entire industry out there that is um, not necessarily just meant for adults, for anyone that's interested in kind of more thinky strategic decisions and stories. Uh, and so she got me one and I like I fell into this deep, deep hole of like down this rabbit hole. Um, and I started becoming obsessed quite literally obsessed with board games, developing a big collection um, uh, that many people would look at at home, at my house, and just think, do I have a certain problem? <laughs> I think the opposite. As somebody who loves board games, I would be like, oh my God, I'm coming over. <laughs> oh, air, air high five, Becca, air high five. So yeah, so um, that happened. And uh, still though, I was making video games, I was doing a lot of research in uh, augmented reality or virtual reality as well with my own work. Um, and uh, very quickly, I can go into the more of the story in a bit. I was over in Scotland on a sabbatical from, from my university, and this was in 2019, and I quite literally just fell into the idea out of nowhere of, oh my gosh, I should make a board game. Like I had no intention before that um, about it, and it just one night it hit me out of nowhere that I should make a board game about making whiskey. Uh, and then That's the rest awesome. is history. It was, it was just like, again, be became completely obsessed with this idea of, mm -hmm. of creating it. So so what was the game that you got that got you into board gaming as an adult? Ah, yeah. So so the game I received, so it was actually like twofold. I had, I had a chance to play a game called uh, Forbidden Island. It's a small little uh, cooperative game mm -hmm. um, uh, at a friend's house uh, who also didn't know why he got this game as a gift. And we played it and I was very intrigued by it. But then about about a year later, uh, Emily got me uh, Dominion. So oh my yeah, God. always Dominion. I was Dominion. hoping it was the one that it's I always did. Dominion. So feels yeah. like I don't even play these board games, but that's one that everybody really? always yeah, talks yeah. about. A lot to of me people is, really like that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a deck building game, which basically means you start out with a very basic, uh, uh, small hand of cards. Let's say 10, 12 cards, and then over the course of the game, you're adding cards to this deck. And essentially, what that does is make you more and more powerful and be able to kind of make combinations and do certain things. And yeah, so I fell in love with that, and then the rest is history. I, I, I'm not going to tell you how many board games I own, <laughs> unless you ask, and then I will. <laughs> is it more? Do you own more bottles of whiskey or board games? Oh my gosh, You're, uh, definitely is, board games. Like definitely board games. games like that too are about the same price as like a super. Uh, that, nice is whiskey, like, the, that is the one thing about that is the one thing. I'm not correct. into the big board game craze. I've never really have been because I've just never felt like I have the time to mm -hmm. invest. But uh, I know enough that I always think that. I'm like, this is a crazy industry when it comes to pricing. It is. Like, of just like, oh man, $100 for a board? Yeah. However. Like for, but you're getting, I mean, but if you break down the hours of play you can get, it's, well, it's just like buying a video game, yeah, you know? There's, exactly. There's dozens to hundreds of hours yeah. of play. So, like, it... It all works out. Yeah. And I'm sure that you'll touch on this too, but something I really appreciate about how big the industry has gotten lately, my friends and I are board game people. Mm -hmm. Like I have a friend similar to you in which he has an absurd collection of games. Like every single Dominion expansion, he's like, he has the problem where if he gets one and likes it, he needs every single expansion for it. And Dominion has so many. <laughs> yep. Um, but I think that it's for me anyways being a creative person like spending that kind of money and then opening this gorgeous game with all of these really cool little pieces and cards and beautiful designs and stuff i'm like worth it, every penny it like, is a big sell right like even like mine like i'm not big into the big i like i like the simple board games because it's just i don't have the time but like ticket to ride i love mm -hmm. because it's I so simple ride, mm -hmm. yeah but it's, it's gorgeous yeah like everything about it like i look at it i'm like this game is nothing you are literally pulling colored cards 
and just putting trains on track. Yep, mm-hmm. totally. This is as basic level board game as you can get, but mm-hmm. they've created mm-hmm. this beautiful board game that's yep. $50 out of it. Totally, totally. And that's like what's clever about the whole scene right there. Yeah, and, and in the industry, we call that great table presence. <laughs> Uh, and we also call Ticket to Ride a gateway game. Uh, it's like gateway drugs. It is, yeah. Uh, totally. Because it's our way of trying to introduce uh, uh, potential future gamers uh, into the hobby by giving them a game that is, like you said, simple enough that most people can understand it, but it's not Monopoly or Sorry or whatever. Uh, and it really does sometimes start to scratch that itch where they... Like they want more. Like, they mm, want yeah, not yeah. all of them are like super. Yeah, wait a minute. Heavy. Right. You mean to tell me these exist? You I know, feel like so. Catan is like that. Yep. I don't know if Catan's you say Catan totally or right. Catan. There's a. It's Catan. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole I don't debate. know. I don't know which <laughs> one it actually is. I've never actually mm-hmm. looked into the company to see which one they call it. But I feel like that's another like that's a gateway totally game where it's like easy to learn. Most people like it. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite games mm-hmm. just because it's. That was simple. the game that I've played in college a lot. A lot of everybody was playing Sellers of Catan, like all over River Falls when I was an undergrad. That's pretty. Yep. It's pretty normal. That's interesting. So you have the idea. This is so exciting I know. for me. So we have, I know, so. Becca. We're gonna totally get together and play games now. We have to. This is awesome. Now you're involved in Dave's orbit. Uh, watch out. Yeah, you're the inner That's circle. It. You have you have been. If you like simple games that are also pretty, I feel like you'll like Wingspan, which is a game oh, where you collect yeah. birds. Okay. You, That'll you be the next, the new gateway game. Yep. Okay. Wingspan art. I'll gorgeous. that. cute little eggs that are squishy. That yeah. Okay. Can, That's what I need. See, like, because I see pictures of thing. Dave's game and I, I just can't do it. Because <laughs> I'm not in that world, you know. Oh, but that's yeah. what. I, but I also yeah. love it because, like, again, the thing that you said now that Dave's going to go segue into how awesome his upcoming game is going to be, is yes, the one thing that's understated about all of this is, like you said, the experience of opening the box and seeing oh all of the cool. That's mm-hmm. the best like, part, I think. As mm-hmm. much fun as having and playing the game is, like getting a new game. It's an adult and punching toy. Punching out all the pieces. I mean, you know, it is. Different way. Together. Yeah, it is. Exactly. It really is, though. It's toys. It is. It is it's truly it's toys. toys for adults, like uh, many times where we miss that idea. I, st- I still remember whether it's on a holiday or birthday, be able to open something and playing with it, right? Is is still fun, and we shouldn't deny that feeling. Uh, and so something like that with board games mm-hmm. totally satiates that, right? Yeah. So, okay. So you're 2019, Scotland. You want to do a board game. Where's the next, uh, what's the next step? Oh my gosh. So, so you stay up all night, one night (laughs) when it, when it, when the, the light, the light bulb goes off. Um, I had been obviously drinking lots of whiskey. I had been, uh, touring lots of distilleries in Scotland. I'd been playing lots of games. Uh, and I came up with this idea for this game. It was actually a deck builder. We were talking about that with Dominion. Uh, and the concept was that you uh, inherited a distillery or running a distillery and trying to make whiskey. There's actually lots of great games out there about making wine and lots of great games about making beer, but there's nothing, I after doing some research the next day, no games exist about making spirits. So I had decided then that um, because I was on sabbatical, I was very lucky. Uh, basically, every day I could work on my project. That was my job, right? So it was a wonderful, wonderful experience to be able to do that. Uh, and so for the next couple of months, I spent every day uh, creating different prototypes. So essentially what that means is you might have ideas for a game, uh, you might have rules in your head. You think like, oh, this will work, this will work. But nine times out of 10, when you actually sit down to play it, it doesn't work. It's a mess. It, it falls apart. So it's me uh, uh, drawing on, on pieces of paper that are acting as cards, playing as four people around a table, 
right? So I'm walking around and I'm playing to test it, um, uh, to, to refine that rule set over time until you're finally able to put it in front of strangers, or not strangers, but people, usually friends and family, to play it. So that's what I did. So after about two or three weeks of me playing it and testing it every day, then I invite, started inviting people to play it as well, to give feedback. Uh, and the game evolves over time. So this is me starting in uh, probably September-ish of 2019. All the way through, I uh, was doing in-person play tests when I got back in, in late December, early January. The pandemic hits in, 2020, you know, in uh, March of 2020. So... Normally, I, right away, I thought, oh, my gosh, all this progress I've lost. Like, what am I going to do next? But then I discover that there's actually a, an amazing online community uh, that's all digital where I can bring my entire prototype online into a, essentially a 3D sandbox. So like when you when you virtually drop a card or a piece of a, a die, it falls. There's gravity. So it's literally like and it's called tabletop simulator. It simulates a tabletop. Um, and many oh, people yeah, crazy. And so many people, of course, think like, oh, I, I can play my other games. I can play Wingspan Dominion. And you can. They have uh, you can play online you can chat with people but also the board game design community jumped on it like crazy because you can quickly iterate oh that card doesn't work okay toss it out and do something new so for the next basically year and a half i did nothing but play testing that online so that's and it evolved from there to what it is today uh through the gameplay aspect but as far as how i came up with the idea at the beginning and and go from there it was really a lot of iteration play testing with different people and that's probably the key and then tweaking it and then play testing it again so how do you how do you take it from a prototype to finding somebody to make it like yeah. that's what i've always wanted oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like how do you actually make it into a physical yeah pretty game good question so uh tons and tons of uh different steps there but i think the 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 main gist of it is think of it as um i designed the game so i came up with the idea i came up with the rules i play tested it quite a lot but then i brought other people into the fold as well to help me um before we even get to that physical version so for instance um i had uh, actually another person that lives right here in town eric evanson really talented artist graphic designer um uh, he did all of the art for the game as well as the graphic design uh so that it coming up with a system of uh, iconography to be able to communicate to the players what they're doing what they're seeing with all these different cards uh drawing all the illustrations as well so he was a huge huge uh, amazing force in this game as well um and then i also had um uh some other people in town quickly seth barrier also a professor in computer science helped with the tabletop simulator that digital version uh cody reimer uh helped with the rule set another professor at, so there's a lot of professors at stout that helped out with this and then also really importantly uh someone i met online over in the uk uh, his name is Richard Woods. He helped with the development. So what that means is I came up with the design. Eric's making the artwork. Uh, Richard then think of it almost as like um, tweaked the engine so it ran smoothly. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so change numbers on certain cars to make it all balanced when someone plays. So he helped out an amazing amount of uh, help there as well. So we do all that. Then we have to first the prototypes were me making them at home. Then it was actually working with a company in Wisconsin uh, that serves pretty much the entire country called the Game Crafter down in Madison, where I can send them files. They will print them on what is close to uh, as close to like a final um, work of uh, cards and quality as you could find. So it feels almost like a real game. Uh, 
then I'll get to Kickstarter in a little bit. I did the Kickstarter thing, uh, and that's a whole di- different kind of uh, part of it. But then to answer your question, now I'm at the point where I'm actually working with a factory in China to uh, manufacture us. Because unfortunately, especially before everything happened with uh, freight and everything else, there's really no options in the States on that on the affordable level um, to be able to do that. So 99.9% of all game designers and publishing companies uh, work with uh, dozens Dozens of different factories overseas to be able to, to print, manufacture, and then freight your games back. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. That, oh my God. I feel like uh, I have like 500 more questions. I know. It's just crazy. It keeps us crazy. Um, so, yeah. So, you mentioned it, the Kickstarter thing, which, as, a, as somebody who was just kind of following it, and you'll, but as, and I'll just say my perspective, it was just interesting to know that, like, obviously, I knew you and you were doing this game. And, but at the time, I had no idea, and I don't know if you had I any didn't idea I didn't how either. popular no. this would get. Because all I remember is you threw it on, like you threw it on your, you know, your Facebook page, mm-hmm. and I, I clicked on, like, oh, Dave's game's up, cool. I definitely got to throw some, maybe throw some money at that. And 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 then like within a couple hours, I think you put made another post, and you were like. So I don't know what's going on, but uh, <laughs> this is kind of like blowing up. And you already had like $100,000 yeah. donated in like the first 12 hours. And like you were on the front page of Kickstarter. It was yeah. like one of the tr- trending. Yeah, it was nuts. Trending thing. Because like I went to Kickstarter and you were one of the, the things that was like on the yeah, road. Projects we love. And what yeah. in the hell? And I'm like, yeah, what know. is going on? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know Dave well, but I know he's a buddy of mine. He has to be going, what is going on? Yeah, that's exactly what was happening. Because it was crazy for like a little bit there. It was was nuts. So I I did invest quite a lot of uh, time and money, resources into things like advertising promotion ahead of time, Mm -hmm. like some advertising. I mean, not a massive amount, but some. I also had been spending almost two years building up a list of a community of people, right? So I had a Facebook group, uh, I had been sending out newsletters, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I did not expect that. I was shooting for between, and this is a, sounds like a silly range, but between 50 and maybe $150,000 to raise on Kickstarter. I needed to just print a minimum of copy, uh, copies of about 1,000 and me going into debt a bit, I needed around $20,000 to raise. And that was going to be pushing it and that was going to be bad, but I was going to, I was willing to take that chance. So that was actually my funding goal was 18,000 something. Um, uh, and I beat that within a few minutes. Uh, and when it was all said and done, uh, I raised over half a million dollars on yeah. Kickstarter for this yeah. game, uh, which is, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, am I dreaming? Pinch me. But also, um, it's been interesting because what that means is when you have something that big, everything gets that big mm-hmm. and it occupies your life. And so I, I wouldn't necessarily say, I mean, it's a, an amazing thing. I'm v- lucky and uh, oh my gosh, you know, it's, I, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything, but at the same time, it's, I was never expecting the amount of work that was involved with that afterwards yeah. too. Like, yeah. guess what? You've got half a million dollars to deal with now as, and all the other stuff that's involved right. with that, yeah. you know? Cause what is that? I mean, cause I'm assuming there was a, whatever tier was, there was the game. Like that's what the people want. Yep. So how many games does that kind of equate to? So, I mean, obviously there's expand, there's like all, yeah. there's other stuff, but if at the base level, your for your Kickstarter people are your if I goal. if I just have to deliver to the Kickstarter people that's going to be around seven thousand games okay um, but 
the issue with this is as something gains that sort of attention, it's like a snowball. And so then it started being other countries wanted it in their language. Uh, and uh, retailers wanted to buy larger quantities than just maybe a couple. And so when it's all said and done now, this is almost, well, it is a year later because it, 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 by the way, it, this was last summer. So this was in uh, pretty much all of July, 2021 was the Kickstarter. Now, a, a year later and change, um, it's printing in 10 languages and I'm printing 30,000 copies of the game. It's <laughs> crazy. Isn't so it? it's, like, it's insane. It's absolutely. And that's just the game. There's wow. other things that are add ons like coins and, you know, the things gamers love. Um, I call it crack, like gamer crack. It's yeah. like different things they, they love to add uh, to bling it out. But um, yeah, it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> wow. Now, again, if you had asked me two years ago or three years ago, hey, Dave, you're going to put a game on Kickstarter. I specifically remember um saying i never this is before i even came up with the game i never want to have anything to do with kickstarter <laughs> yeah yeah but it's just like this thing like well i made a game i guess i got to do it i could sell it to a publisher which is what many people do right um where i just give the idea or sell the idea to the publisher i'm the credit as a designer but it was at that point a while ago when i realized i could pair up with eric and uh, have this partnership on the game um that i might as well just form my own company and do this myself um uh, and then somehow still have my own career at Stout too, which I, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably going well. Busy, not busy at all. It's, it's going well, but it's like okay, well, what's he on the other side? Yeah, yeah. It's I, I work all day at Stout, and then I come home and work all night and weekends on the game. Wow. So it's insane. That's insane. Yeah, who'd have thought? Eighteen thousand on Kickstarter. Now you're uh, now you're thirty thousand uh, games in. Yeah, Lord. <laughs> so what's the? I know that all things are subject to change. So when's the uh, like the date that you're aiming for? Like give or take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. So um, when I did the Kickstarter a year ago, I said that we would deliver in December of 2022 because I knew we had a lot more to do. I knew we had full time jobs in addition to this. Everyone thought it was crazy because that was such a a long time out, but. Typically, Kickstarters tend to run six to 12 months late anyway on yeah. delivery. So I thought I'm going to put this. Uh, I'm happy to say that we're going to be pretty close. I I think, knock on wood, if everything goes well, that we'll probably be delivering. It likely is not December because of the holiday uh, rush and everything. But I'm hoping probably January or February if everything goes well. That's awesome. So it's pretty close, which is uh, still pretty, pretty good for a Kickstarter as far as timing and schedules. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it takes me six months to get like basic little things on kickstarter let alone a, yeah let alone a big game yeah with all the, with all the multiple <laughs> yeah. pieces so what's um what's the general idea of the game what type what style of game is it, is oh, it good end point. Up being a deck builder or is it yeah good question there? yeah so so distilled is here i'm going to jump into my pitch uh so Please. distilled <laughs> is the is the first uh strategic game about crafting spirits in a distillery the concept is you've inherited a distillery from some long lost relative so um and and this is one of 18 different um, uh, people you can play as from around the world in the game. Um, it originated uh, to be just about making whiskey, nothing else, because I was in Scotland. I love whiskey. Oh, let's do this. I started doing research on whiskey and how prolific and, and, and popular it is around the world and quickly was kind of um, humbled uh, and put into my kind of Western centric uh, 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 viewpoints and realized, no, it's not. It's not the most popular drink at all. Uh, a drink called Baijiu from China is actually the most consumed and sold spirit in the world. A drink called Soju from Korea is also one of the most consumed. Whiskey's not even close, right? 
Yeah, yeah. That's so true. That's so true, yeah. So anyway, so that turned into a game not about whiskey, but about crafting uh, actually 15 different spirits from all around the world. So the game is focused heavily on uh, resource management, which means that you are buying ingredients, you're, you've got money you're spending, you're going to market and purchasing different ingredients and upgrades and bottles and barrels, and maybe you're going to make something and put it in a crappy bottle, uh, uh, or perhaps you're going to make something crappy and put it in a, a fancy bottle and mark it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you'll make something that needs to age in a warehouse, uh, which is on your board as well. Um, so you're essentially running this distillery, uh, you're hiring specialists to help you uh, run it better, uh, building an engine, uh, if you will, um, uh, maybe uh, installing equipment as well. And so you're doing that, you're crafting seven spirits over seven rounds. Um, and whoever has the most points, because you're going to get points and money from each spirit you make and sell, is the winner. Uh, and probably the most important part of the game, as far as a mechanic that sets it apart from any other game, is the without going into too much detail the process about crafting spirits you actually remove the first part of the run that comes off the still and the last part and in, in real life this is because it's toxic so that's how we make nail polish remover uh it'll kill you it's not good stuff and distillers know this so they cut it they cut it out but they reuse it uh in future batches so in distilled what i have you do is you shuffle up all your cards you're trying to make a batch let's say i'm trying to make some whiskey and I need grains in there to be able to make it as far as the recipe goes. I shuffle those cards up and I have to take the top card and the bottom card, the first part of the run and the last card of the oh, run, no. and I remove them. And I, I get to reuse them. But if I remove those grains, I'm no longer making whiskey. Right. So I'm kind of pushing my luck a little bit when I'm making it, unless I've decided to invest in things or I've decided to add more ingredients. So that's really kind of how the game works as far as a, a mechanic standpoint and keeps it kind of fun and interesting for players around the table, too. That sounds so fun. That does yeah. sound fun. That sounds super cool. Yeah. And it's such a reason to drink whiskey. And exactly. While you're doing it. Exactly. And Dave's like, I know what's up. He's, yeah, like, I know I know. He's like, I literally created the game that gives you full excuses to try to, lots of to different try spirits. lots of things yeah. while you're at it yeah. so that's pretty clever yeah. um Dang. so okay so once the launch goes you know you have to fulfill the seven thousand plus whatever mm-hmm. orders on there mm-hmm. you said you have other people buying in so of the yep. thirty thousand run do you see any of those or do uh, they, are they all going so no no already? i'll get some so what i'm planning to do is so about 15 16 000 go to the different countries uh, that are doing different language translations and they the, the license means that they get they just get those and they they distribute yeah them. right so then i've got about fifteen thousand coming to the not well not all of the states but in english Three or four thousand going to the UK, uh, and the rest coming to the states. Some will be um, uh, fulfilled, and then others will be sitting in a warehouse that I have a, an agreement with a company that they'll help distribute it. But then also I have access to them as well, so that if I'm I'm hoping to do some sort of release party here, because a lot of Kickstarter backers have said I want local pickup, which basically means they don't have to pay as much for shipping, but sure. I'm going to hand it to them. Yeah. So I'm actually hoping uh, if all goes well that I'll we'll be able to have some sort of like release party. Yeah. Um, uh, Maybe Awesome. Right now, I'm thinking like it'd be cool to do it at a distillery, maybe over in uh, River Falls at uh, Tattersall. I haven't talked to him yet, but I, I got to figure that out still. But that's my hope. That'd that's be awesome. gr- that would be super cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm it's not the insane. one doing it. <laughs> You're the insane. one who did it. I know it's it's crazy. It's insane, but it's fun. It's been it's a wild ride, and uh, it's uh, even though you know I formed this company to do it, um, Paverson Games is my company, and. Uh, 
the neat thing is I've enjoyed it so much that I'm starting to think about the next games. I was just going to ask if that's the, what's the next? Is it, is this a one-off and maybe sell it off type of thing? No, I think I'm going to keep going. We'll see. I'm going to keep going. I've got some ideas. I mean, unless Hasbro comes. Exactly. Comes (laughs) calling. Hasbro. uh, The toy maker is very interested in the whiskey game. (laughs) I've joked about that many times. Like, I don't think many people are going to be interested in this. And, And I remember before the Kickstarter meeting with different publishers, not to try and sell it, but just to get their feedback. And they're like, yeah, I don't know how well this is going to Because of it being 20, I mean, really, yeah, like, you yeah. know, 16-year-olds, even that like this stuff, probably aren't picking the distilled game. Yeah. Because they don't even get the, yeah. you know, most of them don't get the concept of. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. You're Cutting literally out the living a lot of game players' dreams right now. Like <laughs> he's like, I yeah, that's like, what I think. Yeah. Dreams all the time. No, but like a lot of the a lot of my friends who really like board games and stuff too. Like I can't tell you how many times we've thrown around ideas of like, oh, what if we made this game? Yeah. But we're like, where do you even start? Like, yeah. how do you even make a game? So it's really cool to hear that it's actually possible. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, and it's funny though because uh, now that I've gotten so deep into this. I don't get to play games as much anymore, which I is bet. sad. Yeah, yeah that's dang. the downfall. You're too so, close now. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just so busy with all all the the game that I don't get to play as many other games. It's, I still try and find time to, but it's tough. It's I was just tough. gonna say, uh, how often do you play your game and go? I really don't want to play this game yeah. anymore. I luckily Please. have not played my game for months because it was towards the end. Actually, for a long time, um, I just decided I wouldn't play, which is fine. I just let other people play and I observe. That's easier because then it's not that I'm doing other things but I can like focus on other things that there are elements right. that I want to figure out how I can tweak you as well. You don't have to think of your own strategy yeah. and also pay attention exactly. to what everyone else almost is always doing. I, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And almost always I would lose when I did play because I was either trying to push some weird outside strategy or not focusing at all because I was watching them. So almost mm-hmm. always I'm, I'm the loser in my own game, but whatever, it's fine. That's all right. <laughs> Cool. You're just letting people win, Dave. It's fine. Yeah. So, okay. Well, then uh, the other question has to go. Um, so, with the big whiskey guy, um, I, I shouldn't ask you a favorite. Oh, but if yeah. you have like your go-to, oh yeah, the yeah, go-to. totally. So I'm a single malt uh, Scotch whiskey fan. So um, uh, I like case. bourbon, oh, I like oh, rye, God. but I love single malt. So um, I'm also a peat head. So I like uh, peaty whiskeys. So my favorite whiskey uh, company uh, is called Lafroig, um, and uh, it probably looks like Lafroag, um, um, how it's spelled. But anyway, it's from Scotland, and it's a delicious peated dram. And you can you'd be able to get it almost anywhere because they. Lafroig 10 is something that you can usually find. It's pretty popular. Okay. Yeah. I've never had that. Yeah. That and sounds delicious. I love PD. I love yeah. PD. PD whiskeys are, are the, the way to go. Yes. Oof. Well, now I need a drink too. Usually we're hungry <laughs> like, when we like do whiskey, these. I don't like whiskey, but I'm like, wow, that sounds. Well, like, you have really sold that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, try I don't it. like them. I always say it's. Uh, I think the first time I ever had a peated whiskey, I said this tastes like a campfire in my mouth. That's so good. Uh, it's just, it's yeah, it's it's smoky. yeah, it's very smoky. Because really, the way they make peated whiskey, without nerding out too much, is that they take peat where they've dug up dirt, literal dirt, a uh, certain type of dirt um, from bogs in Scotland. Um, those are dried out a bit, and then that's in Instead of wood or coal or gas, they're using that. And so that smoke that emits from that, which is basically old rotted wood um, uh, and plant matter, then uh, uh, infuses into the barley that's being toasted. And then that um, that ends up getting into the whiskey. 
Cool. That's why Ardbeg is my favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's Ardbeg's, my, Ardbeg's right my down the road from Lafroig. So, go yeah. to, it's man. It's delicious. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. Ardbeg Wee Beastie, if you can find it, it's a okay. uh, it's a five, uh, five-year-old. Uh, usually, you can get it in a store, and it's very cheap uh, as compared to others. So, it's a really good one to start out on, too. Yeah. That's why I like Ardbeg, too, because not only does, do you get the flavor, but like even a normal bottle is like 60 bucks. Yeah. So, it's yep. super affordable to drink. Yep. And, you know, you don't need to drink a lot of it. That's exactly. just great. That's I, just one of my favorite parts about it. Yeah, I, that's why I love whiskey is I just I have many bottles that have been open for a year or two and it's fine. They, it's it's not like wine that goes bad, right? So you can have a little bit and try another one and bounce around. So. Exactly. That's why whiskey is fun. Well, this was awesome, Dave. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I want to learn before all the we, things. Yeah. Before we transition to our uh, yep. normal last questions, I have one final question about Uh-oh. games. What is your favorite board game besides your oh, own? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Good one. I know. This is a very hard question because they're all so different. But like, it is. if I'm you gonna... had to play a game with your friends... What's your what's your so what, desert what's your deserted island game? Yeah, okay. on the deserted island game. game. So that's different. Is that's that different? different? I suppose yeah. that that's is okay. different. That's, that's different. I'm just gonna say it because I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite, but it's the one I've played the most and uh, had the most fun with and had lots of memories about. It's a game called Gloomhaven. Oh my god, uh, that game is huge. It is. <laughs> So huge. Gloomhaven, they call it a coffin box because it really is like the size it's of a coffin. Like, yep. He, I yeah, wish you could massive. see my hand motion. Yeah, right it's like now. 20 pounds. And But the the deal is it's kind of like if you took a D&D and you made it into a board game and took out story but had more fighting, uh, basically. Uh, but it's a bunch of different campaigns or a bunch of different stories. You play with the same group of friends. So for every week, for maybe a year and a half-ish, I had the same group of friends come over and we played it once a week. Uh, we probably played about 60, 70 different sessions, so I've spent a lot of time mm-hmm. with that game. Um, uh, and you know, you think, oh geez, at the time, I think I probably spent $100 on it, but you think, oh my gosh, I've probably gotten, I don't know, 200 hours out of this thing, mm-hmm. right? So it's a total deal at that point, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah, cool. probably Gloomhaven. Cool. Um, and they're coming out with Frosthaven soon. That's the next, Ooh. that's the follow-up. That's even bigger box um, that's being fulfilled on Kickstarter hopefully in the next couple uh, weeks, maybe a month or two. So cool. sure. I've only yeah. played Gloomhaven one time because it's such a commitment. Like it's a game it that is. you have, like you pick up where you left off basically. Yeah. Like D&D is exactly. the same way. Yeah. Like you really have to commit to playing this game over and over again and with the same group of people so we haven't really gotten into it because we don't have time but I've heard a lot of really good things that's like one too that like you know people are really into games when they mention yeah exactly that's why I'm dropping that one (laughs) (laughs) you are a game person All right, so before we get our last questions, where where can they find you? Where's all the places to figure out all yeah, the things? Sure, if they search Distilled Game online, they'll find it. Uh, distilledgame.com, paversongames.com, they can find it in both of those. You could technically still pre-order it, um, uh, so that's something that you'll be able to see on the site as well. Um, uh, and yeah, that's probably the best. We have a big Facebook group and on all the, all on all the socials, so you'll well, be sure. able to find it there too. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we end every podcast with the same two questions. Or, or yeah, same two questions. Or I guess uh, mine is, "What's your favorite movie?" Good question. Oh man, I'm gonna have to go with. Um, should I? Yeah, just because it's always my favorite uh, is Never Ending Story. Oh, so I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, so I say that because it was just it's. I, I could throw down a bunch more, but uh, the fact is, I love anything with puppetry. 
Uh, and so Never Ending Story scratches that itch for me. Also, I've gotten to watch it with my kids as well because I grew up watching sure. that. I was dropped off, I think, once a week at a daycare center when I was a kid, and they would have that plane in this little room, and I it. I, Every week, it seemed like at least every week um, they would play that. So I've basically memorized that movie. Sure, I love it. Funny. Yeah, it's a good answer. Um, I would like to know what kind of good food you've eaten lately, <sighs> or cooked. I guess. Let's see here, good food, good food. I'm just trying to think back. Oh, okay, I'm going to go back to. So I was just at Gen Con uh, down in Indianapolis. It's the largest board game convention uh, in the states, uh, and I went to this tiki bar. Uh, and I had a phenomenal burger that had uh, pineapple on it. Uh, it had bacon on it. It had, um, I think, some sort of like guacamole on it as well. It was Yum. so good. So I'm going to go with that one. The drink was better. <laughs> it was even better than that. And I had maybe a couple of them, but then it was delicious. <laughs> Like the food was so good. I I had five drinks before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was the best burger I ever That's had. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Well, thanks for being here and telling us all about your game. I've been excited to to pick your brain Thank about you. this process. It's so cool that I know somebody who made their own game. What the heck? <laughs> so cool. Um, thanks for listening. Follow us on socials. Um, subscribe to our podcast if you would like to. We would appreciate it. Um, but then until next time, see you later.